The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold, and I am all fired up, folks. This is the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, I just want to say, first off, thank you to everyone that has joined pain.tv slash gold. We truly appreciate that, folks. I'm um, getting some numbers over from headquarters, and it's looking fantastic. So we appreciate that. Thank you again to everyone who's leaving a five-star review and a comment over at Apple Podcasts. If you haven't done that, please do so. It really helps us. The other thing, I'm trying to get in the habit of uh, updating the Telegram channel I set up. Uh, I don't like to use this type of technology, but for now, it's what I have to do until either we can build a sort of group chat feature over at pain.tv slash gold, or I can come up with a solution. But right now, with the baby on the way, I have limited time during the day. Again, it takes me about three or four hours to put each episode together, two hours to record it, and then about an hour to edit the audio and the video and get those out to where they need to go. So every episode almost takes me, you know, six to eight hours. And I'm recording two at a time right now. So I'm spending pretty much all day on that. But I have a whole list of features i want on pain.tv slash gold stuff i'm working uh, on on a separate platform and such so that we can communicate easier you guys are sending me information all over the place but the telegram is uh just look up on telegram the dust and gold uh standard i think it's under dust and gold show and then there's a group called the gold pillars which allows you to comment on the posts that i make but it's a great place to share intelligence with me as well as over at pain.tv slash gold i do get the direct messages it's just there's been some bugs on the app that i know commander Payne is trying to work out with uh there's various tech companies involved that put those features together so there are uh some bug issues at times so now i'm just checking in over on the computer on the web browser and i'm able to get back to people i'm having some very interesting running conversations with many of you i don't know if you want me to giving your names out so i won't but just know that i appreciate that very much and then also over at twitter at hackable animal and uh also at dustin gold show and then i have a facebook set up at dustin gold show which we have not used yet and then last night i finally finished the plan to start releasing some of the content in a limited form at youtube BitChute, odyssey and maybe rumble we're just going to try to expand this out into other uh other areas folks other places see if we can pick up some additional uh listeners because a lot of you have really uh you've written me and said that i need to get this information out to more people so that's that folks if you haven't left the apple podcast comment though please do that 
because it's about 60% of you based on the analytics that I'm able to see that listen to the show over at Apple Podcasts. So that really does help us. I believe it's also on iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SiriusXM, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and maybe a few others, but I don't really know. I don't, I don't check on that. You could spend all day doing this, and it's just me right now. I produce the show. I research the show. Uh, haven't done much marketing, but we're going to be doing that. Not paid marketing, but just trying to push it out into other arenas. And then I've been talking to people that were lining up as guests. So it's a lot of work, folks. It's a lot of work. All right. Um, but don't get me wrong i enjoy every minute of it so what we are going to do today is we are going to finish up this final couple of minutes of dr charles morgan iii the former cia intelligence officers lecture to the west point military academy in 2018 and i stopped it yesterday at the end of the show because he was getting into something very important that i wanted to uh break down further and show you guys some real world examples of smart technology that i think you need to be aware of And you need to understand the ramifications of using said smart technology. Because you do have a solid understanding of the Internet of Things, the Internet of Bodies, the Internet of Senses, smart cities, and the metaverse. Uh, Because we spent several episodes on those topics. And now that you understand what all that's about, that that all shapes the natural world prison planet and the soon-to-be cyber world they want to corral us into, you will have a better appreciation for the technologies that I'm going to show you and that you need to be aware of. Now, the interesting part is that there are thousands of people on YouTube that make money off of promoting these products to unwitting, unsuspecting folks out there. I don't think like yourself because I think you're pretty aware of this. You're woke to the matrix, folks. But this is important that I put this stuff in front of you so that you could warn your children if they are having kids. So if you're having grandchildren or if you are going to have children, uh, why you should not get sucked into this stuff. Or if you're already using some of this technology, you should probably wean your children off of it and remove it from your house and sell it on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or eBay or something. Sell it to someone else who wants it, folks. Listen, back before um, before I was uh, divorced in the first marriage, I had a set of ring cameras, and we had them around the house, the Amazon ring cameras. I had about six of them. And we had a business at the house, so there were people always coming and going. But uh, once I moved, once the divorce was over, I have not installed those ring cameras. It's tempting. It is tempting for sure. But the fact is, when you install these ring cameras all around your home, you are providing that data uh, to the masters of the universe. Okay, and as we know, they are doing facial recognition on everyone all the time through the Internet of Things smart systems and smart devices that are connected up to the Internet of Things. And so I said, you know, I'm not going to put them up. I will risk it. If somebody breaks in the house the old-fashioned way, then 
that's the way it's going to be. I don't want to provide data to the masters of the universe. I don't want my home to be turned into a miniature smart city. I'm just not going to let that happen. I am not willing to sell out my liberty and my freedom and my autonomy to perceived convenience sold to me by the very people that are trying to engineer humanity out of existence. I am not going to install smart devices around my home from companies that are funded backdoor via InQtel with CIA, NSA, FBI, and DOD money. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to take part in that. And so that's some of the stuff you should think about. Again, at the end of the day, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm making you aware of it. And then you could make these decisions for yourself because each of us as individuals, and that's what we are, we are not a collective. As individuals, we need to make the decisions uh, in what uh, you know regards we're willing to sacrifice some liberty and some freedom for perceived convenience uh, to have the latest gadgets to keep up with the Joneses because your neighbor has a smart equipped house and maybe you want one so you can fit in I don't know these are decisions you have to make in your own personal life to me the risks of wiring up my home with smart devices do not outweigh the rewards and the rewards are just perceived convenience i always say well what did the cavemen do or what do the amish do and so if they don't need it i generally don't need it so that's just the way i look at things and in the end it's going to be up to you to see how uh, much of this stuff you need and don't need, but I'm going to make you aware of it. And now, as we're moving into what Dr. Charles Morgan III is saying that the government can do, it should really now, um, it should really now wake you up to the fact that these products are very dangerous. So we're going to finish the Dr. Charles Morgan lecture, and then I'm going to let that flow into a review of a series of products that I've been looking at in my personal life due to our baby coming um, on the way. And this is so, in part, I can warn some of the people in our birth class and such about these products and, you know, just spread the word about the dangers of this stuff and what it could be used for. It may seem convenient, but in the end, we are feeding the system. We are helping not only grow the artificial intelligence hive mind, not only grow the prison planet technological prison software, but there may be some harmful things that come back to us or to our children via these smart devices. Remember, folks, the Amazon Ring camera also has a two-way audio. So... If the camera, let's say, is in your living room and your children are playing in there, not only is it capturing video that in most cases is being synced to the Amazon cloud, it also picks up audio in that room and they can, like, so I can use my iPhone app, for instance, and talk through it uh, like an intercom into the room, meaning, meaning it is a two-way audio device okay so when it's sitting there in the room there could be audio signals that are being pumped into that room 
via that speaker because that device is connected up via Wi-Fi to the cloud. Uh, that is how it is storing the videos if you're signed up for Amazon Cloud. And even if you're not signed up for Amazon Cloud, who knows if it's still being backed up on the cloud? How do you know? Did you take it apart, examine it? Uh, you know, are you an IT person, an engineer who took it apart and tested it? Uh, just like we say about the uh, nurses and the pharmacy workers and doctors who gave people the jab or the booster and they say that it's safe. Well, did they take that vial, that vial that they're about to draw the liquid out of with the syringe and put in your arm? Did they run that under their super microscope? Did they look to see if there was anything dangerous in there? You know, something like nanobots. I don't know. Some kind of a stem cell that's going to release cancer in your body later when they pump a sound wave into your house via your Amazon ring camera. I don't know. No, I don't think most people have done that. You just assume it's safe because they're selling it. And then you say, well, they can't do that. They're not allowed to do that. Well, folks, go into uh, any restaurant. As a kid in high school, I worked in restaurants. And so I saw a lot of things go on inside restaurants that uh, technically are illegal or uh, break health regulations, stuff you don't even want to know about. Many of you worked in restaurants. I'm sure you've seen the same thing. So just because these companies have a big label like Amazon on them or Outlet on them doesn't necessarily mean that they aren't breaking the rules. Just because a product at the grocery store has a label that tells you what's in the ingredients, it doesn't mean there's not additional ingredients in there. It doesn't mean even if it wasn't nefarious that rat droppings didn't fall into your can of coffee in the factory we don't know that so i'm just saying be aware of this stuff so dr morgan yesterday when we left off was talking about the ability to basically program people in their sleep and so i brought up the point that when you were sleeping at night with your Alexa next to you or with a Google Nest device in your house or with your smartphone laying next to you on your nightstand. Um, Could those devices be transmitting signals that are programming you while you are sleeping, putting thoughts into your mind, changing your memory and things of that nature? Could that be happening? Well, yes. I mean, they have the technology, so of course it could be happening. Remember, Dr. Morgan yesterday said, if you change the past, you change human behavior. And he said that as he was talking about this technology. So could they be putting thoughts into your head while you're sleeping via your devices that are connected up to the Internet? Of course they could, folks. Of course they could. Could they be doing it with the Alexa, with the Amazon Ring cameras? through white noise machines, smart white noise machines that are connected to the internet through your computer, anything that's within your room while you were sleeping at night, sure they could. And remember, it's not just about putting thoughts into your mind. He also said if they were able to inject a stem cell into your body that was programmed to store anywhere inside of your body they told it to, with a program to run inside your body when they trigger it, like let's say, causing the spread of cancer that they could trigger that with a sound wave remotely at any point they want so if they've got your number folks if they got your smart device on record if they know where you live 
how do you know that they're not going to just turn on a sound wave at any point while you're sleeping and trigger that stem cell to start growing cancer inside your body? This isn't the uh, Alex Jones InfoWars show. I'm not sitting over here all crazy. I'm just letting you know, based on the technology that this former CIA intelligence officer and government contractor and professor who teaches classes to develop these types of technologies in partnership with the government under government grants is telling us, and then we can look at all the products that are readily available and ask, what are they really doing with those? Are they selling us perceived convenience in trade for our personal liberty and trade for our health who knows what the hell these people are doing i just want to make you aware of it when we get back we'll finish up dr charles morgan the third and jump into these products that you need to be aware of ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here on pain.tv slash gold. And you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, ladies and gentlemen. The Dustin Gold Standard. All right. So what I did for you folks, for you kind folks out there, I rolled back the uh, Dr. Charles Morgan III lecture to right at the beginning of him talking about the ability to program people during their sleep. And I did this so we could listen to this whole piece. This is where we left off yesterday. So let's jump right into this, folks. And then... uh and the last thing I'll say, I didn't have any videos for it. I really wanted to sh show you one, but the French have published a very interesting paper. And it is this. While people were sleeping, they were able to train them and sample their knowledge in what they trained them in while they were asleep and while they were later awake. And oh, okay, okay, pause that for a second because we started breaking this down yesterday. So what he says is that the French published a paper saying that they could train someone in their sleep and then they could run a test on them, okay? So let's say you're sleeping at night and uh, creepy Dr. Charles Morgan III comes into your room and he sits next to your bed on a stool, and because you don't have any smart devices in your room, folks, the alarm didn't go off. You don't know that the uh, boogeyman is there. But anyway, the boogeyman is there in your room, and he's training you. Let's say how to, uh, let's just think of something simple here. He's training you how to play solitaire, okay? A card game, solitaire. And so then he's saying they have the ability to test the knowledge that they put into your head, the training they put into your head, while you are sleeping and also while you are awake. Now, remember, he's talking about a French paper. He uses examples uh, throughout this presentation, this lecture, 
of what the Chinese are doing, what universities are doing. But then he always says, yeah, we're already doing this type of stuff. And his job is in part to pinpoint this technology, keep an eye on this technology, in some cases expand on it um, out of his uh, professor job over at the University of New Haven and pass this stuff on to the government so they can decide whether or not they're going to use this technology for defensive or offensive purposes. That is part of his job. All right, let's continue. Didn't know that they'd learned the information. So I'll say it again. In people who were asleep, they were able to tell what people knew around word recognition lists without ever waking the person up. They were also able to train new memory and information outside the person's awareness while they were asleep. Okay, again, he's just reiterating. What he's saying is that they could train you outside of your awareness while you are, in fact, sleeping. And at the same time, they could test this knowledge that they are feeding into your brain while you are still asleep meaning you have no idea that this is going on now does dr charles morgan the third or one of these french scientists need to come into your room do they need to sneak into your house no folks no if you have a smart device in that room anything connected to the internet a smart TV, a smart phone, an Alexa, a Google Nest, anything like that, folks. They can feed information to you that you don't even know is being fed to you. Now, I don't want to further blow your mind, ladies and gentlemen, but I will. There was a technology that came out during the Snowden files back in the day when uh, Edward Snowden uh, came out, love him, hate him, doesn't matter. It was just a piece of information that had come out, and I'll cover it one day here, on a program that Microsoft was running in cooperation with, I believe it was the NSA. I believe it was. And what they were doing was they were taking hardware, computers that they were building, involved with putting uh, Microsoft... Uh, office operating system on there and these computers that were sold overseas to both government and to both say like government contractors companies who were dealing with intellectual property a lot of these computers are not hooked up to the internet for fear that they will be hacked and the intellectual property will be stolen and so what microsoft was doing was they were putting these chips inside of these computers basically radio wave chips all right in simple terms and so the data on those computers could be stolen even though that computer was not connected to the internet by utilizing this radio wave transmission chip they were putting inside the computers therefore the computer was transferring data intellectual property obviously stuff that the respective governments or government contractors or private companies did not want stolen that's why they did not connect the computer to the internet but 
Microsoft, in cooperation with our government, was sucking data off those computers and transferring them through a radio wave signal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, technically, there could be devices that aren't even connected to the Internet that are transmitting certain noise or information inside of your home. I'm not trying to totally freak you out here. I just want to make you aware of the technology again. Sometimes weird things will start happening in your house or whatever. The more technology you're aware of, the more you can start to troubleshoot the problems that you're having. Maybe your child is uh, acting up all of a sudden. Who knows? In the old day, people would start investigating the relatives and the friends and the coaches that your child was in and around to figure out if someone was doing something they should not be doing, which was affecting your child's behavior. But now, folks, it goes even further. There's things like the iPad and the television that people put their kids on constantly to keep them entertained, or they think they're training them on some kind of a game that's good for them, so they stare into the screen all day. The flicker rate on those screens could be causing issues, you know, just getting them addicted to the iPad, addicted to the screen, and then when you take it away, your kids start acting up. But now, we know it's not only stuff that we are knowingly handing them and letting them interact with, there could be sound waves and stuff coming from those computers that we don't even hear or those devices we don't even hear like a dog whistle all right let's continue where that technology can go is some very interesting places uh it would really raise since i was in the lane of dsnt and we talked about deception and everybody's arguing about how to interrogate people it raises an immediate question about whether or not you can sample information in people's brains um, outside of their awareness. The problem with a CAT scan and a PET scan, any technology, is you have to have a willing subject. They do need to sit still. Okay, so now he's talking about this technology, uh, this breakthrough from an intelligence uh, agent's perspective. You know, that's how he is trained to look at things. And so now he's talking about extracting information from people. But with the PET scan, uh, and such, he's saying that those people need to sit still. They need to be a willing participant. All right, let's continue. If people are asleep and you can begin to sample what their brain recognizes, it offers a number of opportunities at looking at guilty knowledge, uh, brain recognition waveforms, and sampling some kinds of information. Um, I don't know how soon it will be when you can link someone's brain to somebody else's um, while they're asleep, but I would imagine that that can't be far off. I I'd probably ballpark it and say probably five years. Okay, okay. So did you hear what he just said there? Now he's saying in 2018, remember, that he's guessing within five years. And remember, folks, this guy has inside knowledge. He works for the government. He runs testing and programs for the government. He's a former, former, former CIA intelligence officer. This presentation that he developed was for his exit interview from the CIA, as he said at the beginning of the lecture, and he's updated it throughout the years. But now he's saying in 2018, technology to be able to hook one person's brain up to another person's brain while they're sleeping and basically extract data. So he's talking about extraction, but remember what he said yesterday. If you change the past, you can change human behavior. Therefore... 
what you can extract from someone, you can also put into someone. As he said, they can train people during their sleep. So they could be putting thoughts into people's heads, changing their past, or with, say, a child, creating an image of the world, a worldview into that child's brain that they're growing up with these visions of, say, memories they may or may not have had, an outlook on society and the world that may not actually be true or how they would normally interpret things, process it and use common sense and use uh, uh, critical thinking to develop on their own. They could be planting thoughts inside of your child. Um, if they have to do the brain implants, we'll know sooner because I... I can't see any other reason why DARPA got approval for 500 deep brain, deep brain implants. I think the next step is going to be a hive, a hive brain. Uh, it's already been done in rats. You can link multiple brains. And as a hive, they solve problems much faster than the individual uh, rat. Okay, okay. Pause there, folks. Do you hear what he's saying? So back in 2018, and he had brought this up earlier in the lecture, he is talking about... DARPA getting approval for 500 brain implants. That's like Elon Musk's Neuralink brain chip, okay? And so he just mentions that he believes, he believes, folks, this guy has inside knowledge. This is an insider. He believes that they're going to be able to create this AI hive mind. Remember, we've talked about this going all the way back to Ray Kurzweil to episode one. And so you can see what old Dr. Chuck is up to here. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, take a break, absorb that stuff. Think about it. Have a sip of coffee, have a sip of tea, have a sip of water, whatever it is. Just try to absorb what you just learned here, that you're hearing a man, former, former CIA intelligence officer, tell you that they are developing, he believes, over at DARPA, the ability to create an AI hive mind, to link these heads together, because... Ten rats is better than one, ladies and gentlemen. All right, when we come back, we'll finish him up, and then I'm going to start to show you some of the products out there that you need to avoid, at least in my opinion. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, folks, this is Dustin Gold right here on Payne.tv slash gold. And you are listening to the dust and gold standard where we are showing you folks daily daily seven shows a week we are showing you the inner workings of the technocratic transhumanist movement ladies and gentlemen as they try to conquer 
our natural world and drive us into a cyber metaverse, just hacking and hijacking and pirating everything along the way. That's what these folks are. I mean, what is Dr. Charles Morgan III talking about here? This entire hour-long lecture that we've broken down over several episodes is all about hacking and hijacking and pirating the human mind, pirating the human biology, That's what these folks do. This is what they're up to. That's what the fourth industrial revolution is, the merger of the physical, the digital, and the biological. All right, I back this up 15 seconds. Let's pick this back up and uh, get rid of this guy for, for the foreseeable future because, frankly, folks, he is disgusting me at this point, but we learned a lot from him. I mean... Blessed uh, him for putting out the this lecture, folks, because we picked up a lot of information, and now we have the ability to move forward and look at products that are out there in the public that maybe are being used for nefarious purposes, selling you perceived convenience and trade for your own personal liberty, your freedom, and your autonomy. Let's continue. Five years. Um, if they have to do the brain implants, we'll know sooner, because I... I can't see any other reason why DARPA got approval for 500 deep brain, deep brain implants. I think the next step is going to be a hive, a hive brain. Uh, it's already been done in rats. You can link multiple brains. And as a hive, they solve problems much faster than the individual uh, rat. So that technology is here. I'm, I'm assuming they'll link people who they've given permission, who've given permission to link their brains to have a productive life, live in virtual reality, move robotic things. They can probably problem solve. So I think in the next okay 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 sorry folks we have to pause that we have to pause that because you have again i just have to repeat this so it makes sense to you you have a former former and i make a joke out of that folks former yeah right cia intelligence officer standing at the west point academy in front of a group of military cadets and faculty talking about brain hacking, mind control, injecting cells into people to control them, releasing diseases targeted to one individual's DNA to kill them. And now he's talking about the brain chips. Again, this is 2018. To connect a group of people together to live inside of a virtual world, he said. To live inside of a virtual world. So you take the physical, a human, take the biological, put a brain chip in them, and take the digital, living inside of a virtual world. That's what he just said. So this man, who is with the government, backed up by government contracts, this gentleman here, Dr. Charles Morgan III, who helps select special operators for elite teams and missions. This man working out of University of New Haven under government grants. This man working to plant memories inside of people's heads. This man who gets giddy and excited and calls it fun and awesome and really incredible to be able to mind control people. Yes, this man right here, Dr. Charles Morgan III, is telling you, with all the inside knowledge he has and the government partnerships he has and the government agencies he's worked for, he is telling you 
that they are going to be able to connect people's heads together with the Neuralink style brain chip and have them living inside of a virtual world. That's called the metaverse, folks. So if you don't believe me, if you don't believe all the sources that I provided over the last 44 episodes, if you don't believe Elon Musk and you don't believe Peter Thiel and you don't believe Ray Kurzweil and you don't believe Dennis Bushnell of NASA and you don't believe all the folks that we've covered here, all the papers, all the speeches, all the articles, then you could believe this guy from the government. Now, I would tell you I don't trust anyone from the government but there's only two things going on here. Either one, they are doing it, or two, they want you to believe they are doing it. So if they want you to believe they're doing it, then it might as well be done because they are making it a reality. And the fact is, again, we have to be aware of this stuff and that it's coming. And it's not necessarily the person at Fort Detrick who volunteers to have the Neuralink brain chip put inside of their head. And in about a month, Elon Musk will be coming forward supposedly with an announcement on Halloween coming out of Neuralink. He's probably going to show a human with the Neuralink inside their head. I think it's about time. He's going to be Iron Man. Tony Stark. It's me, Tony Stark. It's me, Tony Stark. I am Iron Man. And so maybe they're going to show that they rescued some paraplegic and saved him and he can walk again and hug his children. I don't know. Whatever it is, it'll tug at the heartstrings. And so you're getting it now from this government-connected guy that they're doing exactly what we've been talking about here. Ray Kurzweil, as I showed you, the modern sort of godfather of the transhumanist movement who is seeking eternal life for himself, trying to upload his mind to the cloud and then beam it down into a biological body, like maybe a baby being born in the synthetic womb we covered, or a non-biological Iron Man suit similar to the super soldier program, the exoskeletons that the government is building. Yeah, so this guy tells you right there that uh, people will be living inside of this virtual metaverse. All right, I backed it up. Let's see if I can let this finish, folks. There's only one minute left. Five years. Um, if they have to do the brain implants, we'll know sooner because I, I can't see any other reason why DARPA got approval for 500 deep brain, deep brain implants. I think the next step is going to be a hive, a hive brain. Uh, it's already been done in rats. You can link multiple brains. And as a hive, they solve problems much faster than the individual uh, rat. So that technology is here. I'm, I'm assuming they'll link people who they've given permission, who've given permission to link their brains to have a productive life, live in virtual reality, move robotic things. They can probably problem solve. So I think in the next few years, that's what we'll see is brain to brain linking for problem solving to see if it makes it more efficient. Um, but those are a couple of technologies I want to make you aware of. Uh, and then you can run away and think about their more direct applications. I tend to think of things from a medical perspective and from an intelligence and information perspective. Uh, but it's no longer really science fiction, and most of these fields have moved faster uh, than I actually thought in 2010. Uh, the only one has been expanding memory that hasn't, hasn't moved as fast. But I thought I would share that with you, and uh, that's all I had to say. So thank you. Okay, okay. So as uh, Dr. Charles Morgan III wraps up here, let's just recap what he said at the end of the lecture. So when he first wrote this uh, presentation, put the presentation together, it was in 2010. And that was when he was exiting the... Um, 
CIA, supposedly, exiting as an intelligence officer. And his superiors asked him to put a presentation together what would happen in the future. And he told us that he said, I can't really predict what's going to happen in the future, but I can definitely predict what's going to happen in the next five years. And so then he kept up with this presentation. He kept it up to date. And so fast forward eight years from when he gave the first presentation, he's now standing at the West Point Military Academy, speaking to a room full of cadets and faculty, and he's giving his updated presentation. And he just said all the technology in the, in the lecture, everything that we reviewed over the last few episodes, has advanced rapidly, rapidly, except the technology to be able to expand one's mind to give them super memory which he was talking about a nasal spray that one would spray up their nose and then that might give them super memory for i don't know what it was like a few hours he had mentioned that way they could go into some sort of you know from the military or intelligence perspective go on a mission be able to collect all this information store everything in their head that other people can't grab and then go back and be debriefed and basically download that information. But as I mentioned to you, some of these technologies become um, obsolete. They get thrown to the wayside because there are other technologies that are being developed in parallel that may exceed that technology and render that one useless it becomes a moot point so they go nasal spray what the heck dude we're going to be putting brain chips in people and they're going to be walking around like a smartphone being able to video everything from their eyeball and hear every sound within 150 yards so they don't need the nasal spray if they're going to uh, create some of this technology through say a technological aspect versus a biological so they might not need to make the biological change to the actual physical human body they could do that through some sort of merger with machine and so you're seeing this so the the technocracy as i mentioned folks is ruled by the scientists and the engineers okay and so they believe they can streamline society streamline culture streamline the workforce and streamline the distribution of goods produced by the workforce and then you have the transhumanists which are focused on merging the man with the machine and so it all comes into play together it will all be connected through the internet of things the internet of uh, bodies and such and then when you're living in the cyber world they'll bring back these internet of senses so it feels like you're actually living in the real world so all this stuff comes together now what i'm going to do is we're going to take what dr charles morgan the third just laid out and i'm really going to focus on um, his quote if you change the past you change human behavior and then the technology that he talks about uh, in the last few minutes because i believe i've really you know fried your brain to be honest with all the technology review re-reviewed in the last few episodes but now i want to get into some of the gadgets that are out there some of the smart objects that the technocratic uh, front men, I would say the manufacturers and the retailers are trying to push into your home. But rather than me having showed that to you many episodes ago and just telling you they're dangerous, at this point, you've heard Dr. Charles Morgan III now talk about 
what they can do with certain technologies. And now you're going to be able to look at these smart devices. These ones in particular I'm going to show are aimed at a certain group of people. And then we can start to talk about the possibilities, as Charles Morgan does, what they could actually be doing with these smart gadgets uh, to this particular group of people um, while they're awake, while they're sleeping. What could the purpose really be as they sell you, as the pitch men, the Billy Mays out there, sell you perceived convenience and trade for your personal liberty, freedom, and human autonomy? And I think it's important now to understand uh, and to start to think like Dr. Morgan. So when we look at these technologies, let's look at it from a citizen's intelligence agency network perspective he said he looks at these things from a science perspective and an intelligence perspective let's look at them from a citizens intelligence agency perspective how could they be using these technologies against us how could we be contributing to the engineering of humanity out of existence by the changing of our past to change our behavior now that we know what dr charles morgan the third is up to when he's working on behalf of the United States government. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. We will be right back, right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Payne.TV slash gold, folks. Thank you for joining us over there fantastic community of people intelligence flying all over the place people sending me articles and research and everything else and i do appreciate it and everything uh, that pertains to this show will be worked into this show so don't worry about that folks it just takes a while i have notebook upon notebook filled with shows filled with shows that are coming up all right what i want to show you uh, because I have been researching some of this stuff myself, okay? And my wife has been looking at some of this stuff as well. And so you hear about these little gadgets, okay, from people out there in the expecting uh, parents' circles that we're in. And so this is the group I'm going to focus on right now, uh, and it's babies, and the reason why I'm focusing on babies is because babies don't have the ability to just say no, to just say no to the smart technology, to just say no to the cutesy little gadgets. No, folks, babies don't have that ability. And so they are innocent. And so it is your job. It is my job. It is the parent's job, the grandparent's job to protect these children from the technologies of people like Elon Musk, Peter Thiel, um, Dr. Charles Morgan III. And so I want to look at these children because also what is very important here, folks, is that 
let's say I'm 41, right? I'm 41. So I'm in the middle right now between young and old. I'm in the middle. I don't know what you are. But the fact is my mind is pretty much made up on what direction I'm going with this technology. I'm starting to figure out two, three, four, five years from now what this situation is going to look like, what this planet is going to look like, how much of this stuff I could realistically avoid, how much of this stuff I'm going to have to interact with, how I can live one foot in the matrix and one foot out of the matrix. But babies babies don't have that choice they're not able to think about that but they are important to the system they are important to the technocracy they are important to the transhumanist movement because it is always the next generation in line that is going to end up adopting more of the technology and have to be programmed to live in the new future that the social engineering class are developing right so you and i may say no thanks to the fourth industrial revolution but as you can see they are rolling out the fourth industrial revolution whether you or i agree with it or not now there is slight pushback to the fourth industrial revolution. There was the group of Amish that I told you about that organized at the Maryland state house that helped block a bill that would have made it very difficult to do home births. Okay. A little pushback there. There was a little pushback that we covered a few weeks ago from some old folks, some seniors out there. We love you who pushed back against the frictionless shopping that Wegmans grocery store tried to roll out and they were stealing from the store to the point where Wegmans had to cancel their self-scanner shopping app that they were pushing customers into. So there's slight pushback. That's organic pushback, not organized. That was just a bunch of old timers who saw an opportunity to use the old five finger discount. Uh, when the technologists tried to uh, force them into uh, this technological uh, frictionless shopping world. And they said, no, if you're going to do that, we're going to steal. That wasn't organized. The Amish were organized, but they came out and they were able to block this bill. So we see slight pushback, but for the most part, they're rolling out the fourth industrial revolution, whether we like it or not. You know, they're rolling out the EV cars, they're rolling out the friction, the shopping technology, they're putting in more self-checkout, and then eventually you don't even need to do the self-checkout because you're being charged on your account every time you walk in and walk out of the store. They are pushing virtual reality and augmented reality goggles all over the place. I know people in various industries like sales that are worried they're going to lose their jobs and be replaced by augmented reality 3D avatar uh, salesmen. You're seeing it being used in healthcare. We've shown you plenty of examples of that. So the fourth industrial revolution technology is being rolled out whether we like it or not. Now, you or I can say no to it, but our children are the ones they're coming after. They're the ones, even in the last 30 years, that have been pushed into video games and then into Second Life games and then into Minecraft and Roblox and such that I've explained in depth on this show. Prepping them, priming them, training them to accept a coming 
uh, second world inside of a cyber metaverse okay they're the ones that are growing up with the smartphone in their hand because i see it every day i'm sure you do i mean maybe you even do it now you can think about whether it's a good idea or not but i see parents all the time hand their kids an ipad or hand their kids an iphone in the grocery store at a restaurant to keep them quiet Uh, I witnessed someone who literally at the dinner table at home, uh, everyone's eating, grandparents and such, they let their child watch uh, cartoons on an iPhone at the dinner table just to keep them quiet. So people use these tools as perceived convenience for themselves. So if my kid is annoying, he wants us to go outside and play catch with him, or he wants to go, you know, run around in the backyard. Instead of me taking 10 minutes out of my day to do that, I just hand him an iPad with cartoons on it, and you don't even know what he's watching, folks. You didn't screen all the cartoons, and when they're on YouTube and they're hopping around, there's all kinds of dangerous stuff. There are cartoons designed uh, where we hear them almost like a Charlie Brown teacher, and they sound innocent to us because it sounds like Ren and Stimpy or something, and we ah, oh, they're just laughing over there, and there's all kinds of sexually explicit content embedded inside that cartoon. So these are the kids they're going after, and babies are the most important because if they can get the babies hooked on the idea of technology being part of the world, it's just there, it just is, it's just part of the world, then they have no reason to question it when they reach three, four, five, six years old when they're able to start communicating with you. They don't question it at all especially when mom and dad hands it to them or mom and dad surrounds them with it. So that's very important. The third thing is that they could actually be programming these children as Dr. Charles Morgan III talks about uh, while they're sleeping. He says that can be done. So imagine all of the smart devices surrounding your child that are being uh, beamed into their head. And then you have the opposite, where all the smart devices are monitoring them, are monitoring them. And that information is being fed into the cloud, being processed, becoming part of, I don't know, the AI hive mind, being used to help create um, some of the Frankenstein technologies they're developing, being able to figure out how to develop certain stem cells that they can inject in these kids, certain ways to biohack people, to make Yuval Noah Harari's dream come true of creating the hackable animals, the people that they're going to hack. And so this is all very important to understand, folks. And if you have this type of technology around your child, I would say it's time to remove it if they're young enough not to complain. And if you've already taken part in getting them addicted to it, then it is time to probably wean them off it and start to teach your children that these devices, in some cases, are tools like a computer. So let's say you are an accountant and you need to use, you know, whatever, QuickBooks, or you need to use spreadsheets to do your work, or you're a graphic designer and you need access to the Adobe suite of products as I have here, or you're a web developer or a programmer 
or whatever. So you need access to the computer as a tool to be able to make money inside of this current world that we live in. But it doesn't have to be a way of life. You don't need all this perceived convenience, especially if you're trading it for your personal liberty, your freedom, and your human autonomy. All right. So I will talk more about this as we go through these products. And I'm going to spend most of the rest of the show walking through some of these products that I see to be very dangerous. And then we will speculate on the nefarious purposes behind some of these products as Dr. Charles Morgan would do. So we look at them at face value and then we're going to discuss them from the perspective of a monster like him, what they would be used for. Okay, how they connect to some of the technologies that he's already discussed. And this way, we're coming at it from the citizens intelligence agency side of things. We want to know how these products are harmful to us and our children. So up on the screen, folks, I just want to show you, I have Google just smart baby products. And so and then this is where we're going to start. I'm just going to give you a little overview. And then we pulled some videos. And we're going to start to look at some videos of these products. And then trust me, this is going to loop back around uh, into the Cyber Soldier 2050 project, the Cyborg Super Soldier. We are going to look at that. And I have a podcast I am going to review with you. But I want to get this out of the way because it aligns with uh, the Dr. Charles Morgan stuff. So it's best to squeeze this in here. Give us a little break from the madman, and then we'll pick back up with another madman, uh, another madman, Dr. Peter Emanuel. All right, so up on the screen, I'm just looking here. This is under the uh, shop smart baby products section. And so you see the Owlet Dream Sock in mint. All right, so this is a sock that hooks up to your smartphone. Uh, Don't worry, we're going to be watching that on a video. One of the most dangerous products out there. You have the uh, Tally Baby One Touch Tracker uh, Plus app and Alexa integration. Uh, You have the Love Every Looker Play Kit. And this is uh, like a smart play kit. All right, you have the Cubo Artificial Intelligence Sleep Safety Bundle. Oh, yeah, folks. Oh, yeah. You have the Hatch Rest Baby and Kids Sound Machine, White Noise, Nightlight, Lamp, and basically that's pumping white noise into their head, supposedly. Who knows what they're really doing? Now, as I mentioned yesterday, folks, there are ways around some of this stuff, okay? And we'll get into that momentarily but uh i wanted to just start to show you okay what's out there just just a bird's eye view before we start going into detail and obviously we can't review all of this stuff but trust me folks i know one thing i know one thing i'm probably not going to get a sponsorship from any of these companies when i'm done when i'm done with this episode all right folks let's take a quick break when i come back let me tell you how to escape some of these technologies how to get around them and then we're going to start delving into them i'm going to start showing you some videos on what's actually out there ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash 
gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks. I'm just showing you some smart products that are out there designed for old mom and dad to buy to better monitor their baby. Now, I just want to show you one more that jumped out at me here. Again, we're going to get into some of these in depth. Not all of them, obviously. I just want to give you a little understanding of the stuff that's out there, especially if uh, your children are all grown up. So maybe you're not paying attention to this kind of stuff. Or maybe you're like me. You've got a baby on the way or you've got a young kid. You're already using some of this. You're thinking of using some of this. All right, so here's one. A Sense You Baby Monitor 3. Okay, it monitors their breathing, rollover, temperature from anywhere. Okay, from anywhere on a phone. On a phone. So this stuff is even more high-tech than say an Amazon ring camera. Although I have one that's probably two or three generations old, so God only knows what they have in the new ones. But let me just say this. A lot of this stuff obviously didn't exist before the last five years. So what did humans do before all this stuff existed? I don't know. Maybe instead of handing your kid an iPad to entertain them, you play with them. Or maybe you get them some old school educational games, some puzzles, some coloring books, some fun math books, stuff that's out there. It's a little harder to find now, but you can find it. What do you do if you want to monitor your baby? You want to be able to hear if they are crying or if something is wrong in their nursery while maybe like me, I'm down in the basement in my studio working and uh, my wife has an office next door and she's working. And so we want to monitor the baby, let's say. Well, you can go online still, folks, and you can find 30, 40-year-old intercoms for babies, uh, simple ones. And then you can find whether or not those were dangerous. There's enough information out there. Yeah, it takes a little bit more work than going on Amazon, pushing in baby monitor and buying one for $199 that monitors their breathing and sends that information up to the cloud so that the technocratic transhumanists can collect data on all of the babies. And who knows if they're pairing that data with the DNA they have on file from them via blood samples or whatever else. And then that's becoming part of their digital footprint that I've talked about throughout the episodes here, the digital footprint that we all leave behind, you know, or it's just being used uh, because the mad scientists are collecting more data and working on gene editing and DNA splicing, and they want to know if your baby's healthy and they could extract some of the DNA from a blood sample they once took to use to uh, splice that into some other DNA. Who really knows? I mean, you know the technology exists. Do you put anything past these people? Every time we peel back the curtain, we see the evil that's behind it. All right. So you can find some of this stuff. Now, it's becoming more and more difficult. Obviously, you take Facebook Marketplace, you take Craigslist sort of being replaced by Facebook Marketplace. And so everyone buying and selling used goods generally goes to, say, Facebook Marketplace or Nextdoor. There's a few other websites like that. People used to sell on eBay, obviously where you can still find some stuff. But 
Now we put the flea markets and the yard sales in the hands of the technocrats. And so just like I explained to you with gig work over several episodes where they're corralling people into the gig economy, when you first enter, they let you make really good money, but then slowly and once you're out of the workforce long enough or not working on a new business or a new idea as an entrepreneur or your resume isn't up to date now and has holes in it because you were doing uh, Uber or Instacart for two years, uh, lost in the wilderness there. Um, then they can cut back on your money. They can throttle you. And now you're jammed. You're stuck. And so we allowed the yard sales to go into the hands of Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. And they could eventually just kill those. Or they can make it very difficult for people to find things. Uh, maybe they don't want people to make extra cash money as you would on Facebook Marketplace. Maybe it's they don't want these used goods continuing uh, to be used out in the market. Like many states try to make it very difficult for people to find used cars or to be able to actually get a used car to pass an inspection like here in the state of Maryland because they want to push people into a new car, EV or not, because it has a computer and then they can eventually control those cars. Well, they do control the cars, but eventually they will tell you publicly they're going to control the cars. And so you'll be limited to the number of miles you can drive at a time, limited to how far you can drive away from home. Oh, you didn't earn your right to go on vacation. Oh, you're a polluter. We'll let you go on one vacation, but then you're not going to be able to go to the grocery store next week. So they're trying to push us into the world of the Internet of Things and these smart devices which make up the Internet of Things in order to further control us. And so they try to remove the old analog devices uh, from being able to reach uh, into circulation so you can't find them. For instance, I told you the other day we were at Target, we were trying to buy a baby thermometer and all they had was smart thermometers that you literally had to plug into or connect via Bluetooth to your smartphone in order for it to work. Well, I don't want my baby's temperature being sent up to the cloud. I don't want my baby's health data being sent to my doctor. I don't have doctors that use this technology. I don't want that. But they make it very difficult to find it. Now, fortunately, on Amazon, we were able to find an old analog thermometer. Um, but how long will that exist? And then what are you going to do? You're going to buy a thermometer from somebody on Facebook Marketplace? That's something I really don't want used. But if I had to do it, maybe I would. But if Facebook Marketplace shuts down, now all of a sudden you can't get these products. So, again, you can find them. But slowly... They are going to replace everything with smart devices to the point in which you go to the store, you know, to whatever, Walmart, to Target, to the grocery store, to this, to that, wherever you're buying things, Amazon, and it will only be smart devices available. You won't be able to get an analog baby intercom. You will only be able to get the smart monitor intercom. So that's how they're working to drive us into the fourth industrial revolution by making it impossible to get these analog devices. And then you'd say, well, I don't know, an independent store could carry this stuff. Well, the independent stores have been pushed out by the big box stores, and the big box stores are even getting pushed out by the Amazon model, which eventually will probably be the only thing that exists where stuff gets delivered to your doorstep. That's all intentional, folks. It's not organic. That's strategic. And so there will be one clearinghouse to get all your devices, all your gadgets, all the needs 
you know, whether it be a necessity or whether it be a luxury, you'll only be able to get it through Amazon. And so that's how they are consolidating the market. And then the other thing is if you said, I'm going to open a store to get a hold of the analog products, well, either one, the distributors and the manufacturers could refuse to sell them to you. So now you have no goods to put on your store shelf or they will just not make them anymore and you won't be able to buy them. And then if another country makes them, they'll just put some kind of a tariff on it or have a trade war, and then it'll block those from being able to be sent in here. So if anyone wants to build analog baby devices, I suggest you you gear up that company. You'll probably do pretty good. All right. What I want to do now is I'm going to show you a video here, and we're probably only going to watch part of this. I don't want to go into depth on each one, but I want to show you the type of stuff that's out there, the propaganda that's out there on YouTube, and the type of technology that the propaganda is pushing. So let's first look at the uh, best white noise machines, okay? And the reason why I want to show you this is because we just ended with Dr. Charles Morgan III talking about the ability to plant thoughts into your head, to train people while they're sleeping, and then also be able to extract data from them while they're sleeping to try to understand if the training that they pumped into your head while you're sleeping stuck inside you, if you grasp that training. So it's like if you were sleeping and I was playing my show to you, when you woke up in the morning, would you retain that information from that show? But they could test you, I could test you on this while you're sleeping, but also while you're awake. So let's take a look at this because this has to do with noise. So most unsuspecting people would buy one of these, hook it up to their iPhone and start playing what they think is certain levels of white noise, certain sound patterns to themselves as this video is about adults and babies or to their baby. But who knows what's really coming through there? Who knows what type of messages are really being sent through this? Again, you can avoid this by just not having it. (laughs) That's what I would do. Just don't have it. Does your baby really need a white noise machine? Before they existed, did babies need white noise machines? And then what you're doing on the very lowest level is you're actually training your child to grow up and have to need a white noise machine to be able to sleep. All right. Again, this is all about merger of man and machine. This is all the fourth industrial revolution. Ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, watch this video. Hey guys, it's Katie from Mattress Clarity. I'm so excited because today I get to share with you my top five favorite white noise machines. White noise machines and sound machines are great tools that help you block out unwanted noise and get a good deep sleep. So we're going to go over my top five favorites. There's something in here for everyone, whether you're looking for one for yourself or maybe for your kids. We're also going to talk about volume and some alternative options. So if you're ready, hang on tight because we're about to crank up the volume on this video. Okay, she's super excited. This is one of these type of people on YouTube that pitch products. They do product reviews, and they sell these products. Folks, let me just tell you, on the Dustin Gold Standard, if you catch me ever pimping these products, then obviously I went to the dark side, folks, all right, because I won't try to sell technology to you. Not like this, not smart stuff. All right, let's watch. I know 
I got started using white noise machines and sound machines because my dog used to snore at night and it would wake me up. It was so loud. So I got a white noise machine to sort of mask out that sound and help me stay asleep. But I'm curious, why do you guys need a white noise machine? Comment below, tell me what you're planning on using it for. Maybe it's for you, maybe it's for your little infant, who knows, but comment below because I'm always checking back. But now let's get started. One of my top five favorite white noise machines Okay, so she says, maybe it's for you, maybe it's for your infant. Again, I told you, she's going to review it from the adult perspective and the baby perspective. All right, let's continue. It's the Electrofan. It's what I'm holding up in my hand right now. This is an amazing white noise machine, especially for those of you who specifically want white noise. It's got 10 variations of computer-generated white noise that actually ranges all the way from brown noise to pink noise up to white noise and 10 computer-generated fan sounds. So industrial fan, ceiling fan, any sort of fan you name it they've got 10 options on here and the sound quality is amazing it really doesn't get much better than this if you're looking for a white noise machine sound quality wise it doesn't have any looping which means there's no like short track of sound that gets looped over and over again okay folks so that's enough of that piece right there all right so the, the point is this i mean right away now in order to make yourself sleep you have to have a computer generated noise playing around you now i'm sure some of you use this stuff i'm sure some of you use this stuff but what they are pushing folks is for people to start putting these in the bedroom with their children with their babies babies that don't have the ability to just say no how about a just say no machine it just says just say no just say no to this technology just say no just say no this stuff is really bad <laughs> i mean seriously folks seriously so they got to put these noise machines in their room so they can sleep and then they want to plug them into their baby's rooms all right when we get back i'm going to show you a lot more of this technology it's going to get creepier as we go on i'm starting with the stuff that is the most tame and things that you probably have right now some of you and it'll make you at least think twice about this stuff all right folks i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv all right ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold and that is white noise ladies and gentlemen this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold all right folks so the first white noise machine that she showed was sort of an analog machine i'd have to do further investigation on it but if i was in your situation and i needed one and i was going to have to get one that's probably where i would start okay one that's not connected up to the internet not a smart device but now i fast forwarded this video we went past three or four other white noise devices she reviewed because we don't need to show you everything and i want to get into one that's connected up uh, to the phone so let's let her explain this folks here we go yes, but certainly not least is my favorite fan-based white noise machine this is the marpac dome you've heard me talk about marpac with the hush earlier their company that's been around since 1962 they know so much about white noise machines and this is 
is a very nice natural classic option because there's actually a small fan inside here that when you turn on will generate that beautiful soothing fan sound. If you're someone who grew up with a fan in your room, you know that sound, this might be a good option for you. And it's so simple to control because all you have to do to adjust the volume and the tone is just twist the cylinder. You're gonna get different sounds and different options just from that. So there's not a lot of flashing lights, extra buttons or high tech stuff okay folks so what she's holding here is a device that's i don't know it's about six inches in diameter and it's about three or four inches high and she's twisting it and showing you but you'll see why we've this one why i'm going to show you this one uh, a little more in depth here going on here it's really just a beautiful natural sound and a very easy machine to use and it's super affordable at 50 dollars. this is a really high quality sound machine it will definitely last you a long time all right, I wanna take a second to talk to you guys about responsible volume when it comes to using your white noise machine. Now, first of all, I'm not a doctor, but I do know that the World Health Organization recommends that if you're gonna to listen to any sound consistently for longer than eight hours, you make sure that it's at a decibel volume of 85 decibels or lower. And that's because you could potentially damage your hearing if you're blasting your white noise machine all night long. Okay, so first off there, what she's talking about now, folks, is the uh, white noise level and the decibel level set by the government uh, because you can blow out your eardrums or hurt your hearing. So first off now, you've created a problem, which is introducing these white noise machines. And so why they go up above that level, who knows, right? So what she's doing now is explaining to you how you're going to manage this white noise machine, all right, and how you can set the decibel levels so that they don't blow out your eardrums. Again, people are putting these, there are thousands of videos thousands of videos on youtube of people putting these devices in their baby's room and if people don't know your baby's eyes are very sensitive uh their ears are very sensitive and so now people are putting these white noise machines in the infant's room all right let's continue every night so if you're gonna consider one of these machines for your children i'd actually recommend just talking to your pediatrician about a safe volume but for adults you're gonna want to make sure it's about 85 decibels or lower now one way to know about the volume and to test it is to get a free app i use a decibel meter app but there's a ton out there and just get a gauge on how loud the machine is based on its distance from your room so you're gonna want to have it near your head and have it on in your room and test how loud it is from wherever point you are just to make sure that you're using it safely and you you can enjoy it for the long run. I wanted to offer you two other alternatives if you want to have white noise streaming at night but you don't want to invest in a device and one way to do that is to get an app on your phone that will stream white noise or other sounds overnight. There's okay so now she's got the white noise meter on the phone some of these devices and i didn't pull up a specific video uh for a reason i think we're going to see some of this technology built into another device um is some of these white noise devices are actually smart and they connect up to the phone and you can set them on the phone and then you could pull different white noises uh, from the app so that's a smart device that's connected to the internet meaning they can feed anything back into that device and that device could be monitoring you as well so now what she's doing is she's saying well if you don't want to get the machine you can download these apps well anything that's on the app folks Anything that's on an app is connected to the internet. It's smart, right? The other thing I'd highly recommend, we started doing it. Uh, we're going to be taking the, uh, not having our phones, you know, in the room. You don't want the phones in your bedroom next to your head near the, uh, 
on the uh, nightstand, folks. Get an old-fashioned alarm clock if you need an alarm clock to wake you up. You don't want these phones in your room. I mean, they're transmitting all types of uh, uh, waves anyway, but who knows what they're feeding back to you. I mean, Dr. Charles Morgan, listen to these guys. They're telling you what they're doing, the technology they have. This is how you avoid it. This is how you live one foot outside the matrix. Don't bring the phones into your room. Don't have these white noise machines in your house. Get rid of the Alexa. Figure out how to manage your life without all the technology that these guys are selling to you. This stuff is real-world clickbait. All right, let's just continue with this a little bit more, and I'm going to move on to the next product. Plenty of free apps out there. Some do have in-app purchases, so be aware of that but it's super easy to find these and you can just place it next to your bed on your nightstand and stream all night long. But just be aware that having your smartphone next to your bed at night may cause its own set of disruptions. And you can also use your voice control device if you have something like a Google Home Mini or an Amazon Echo, you can simply turn it on and ask it to play white noise. So. Okay, so what she's talking about, obviously, now is if you have the Amazon Alexa and stuff in the bedroom, the smartphone in the bedroom, uh, then all of a sudden, boom, you can turn on the white noise. But you don't know what they're feeding to you, folks. You don't know what is in the frequency of the white noise or if someone nefarious, whether it be the government hackers or some kind of a biohacker, is able to send the signal to you while you are sleeping at night. I would not put this stuff in the bedroom with my child or with my infant i just think it is a terrible decision i would stay away from this stuff if you can do so all right now what i'm going to do is i'm going to show you this isn't necessarily a product that goes in let's say the infant's room but i want to show you how far they're going with the smart technology so we were in search of a breast pump we have no idea it's our first kid we're trying to figure out what to use we talked to our midwives we talked to our doula and uh everyone's like oh this is the one to get that's the one to get we were looking for one that didn't have to be hooked up to an iphone so even the breast pumps now folks are being hooked up to the internet. All right, let's watch this video. The Willow breast pump was the most talked about product at CES in 2017 because it was unlike any breast pump ever made before. It's a wearable and hands-free breast pump that fits inside your bra. Today, the company unveiled the Willow 2.0, which is an updated and improved version of the original pump. I got to test out the first Willow pump when I was breastfeeding my daughter, but there was a steep learning curve and it took a while to figure out the proper alignment. Okay, so basically they're like two uh, cups that you put inside of your bra. They're wireless, and you put them inside of your bra. All right, let's continue. Plus, there were some reports of users getting injured because they weren't able to see what they were doing. Willow fixed this with a new version of the pump since now it's see-through with this clear flange. Pumping moms will now be able to see how the pump aligns on their nipple and also can watch the milk flow. Before, the only way to see how much milk was flowing was to watch the app. Now moms will be able to pump without even using the app. The company did update the app as well and now offers real-time tips on how to improve your milk flow. Okay, so you have these two electronic uh, pumps that go inside of your bra and they help pump the milk. (coughs) And then you monitor this um, off of the app. Now, you can take out the cup and it's clear inside so you can see what's going on. But in general, you're watching this on the on the app and you're setting all the features on the app, folks. Now, a couple of things that I would bring up with this. Number one, what are the batteries that are powering these things? 
Should they be near your breast? Are you going to find out two, three, four, ten years from now? Oh, the willow breast pump caused bre- uh, breast cancer because of the radiation emitted by the lithium battery. I don't know. I mean, could that be something? I would say so. It probably is. And the other thing is, anything that is connecting up to an app, that data is being sent back to at least, at minimum, the owners of that product. Then that data is being used to analyze, to create new uh, algorithms and such. All this information is being... Now, I did not do a deep dive into these individual companies because it would take a long time, and at this point, it's unnecessary. But if any of you decide you want to just delve into one of these companies and figure out who's invested in them, it'll probably tell you who's getting access to the data, and then you will be able to speculate on why those people want access to that data, like Peter Thiel invested in that company, 28, uh, owned by the influencer who was uh, sort of this MAGA TikTok influencer uh, that's asking for women's menstrual cycle data and then you go well peter thiel wonder why he wants access to that then you look at all the other companies he's involved with and it all makes sense all right let's continue with this in the 2.0 version the flange also just quickly snaps onto the pump using magnets so it's much easier to use this is another big improvement from the first generation pump since the original flange felt a little flimsy to me unfortunately if you have an original willow you cannot use the new flange with the older pump and you still need the expensive bags in order to use the pump. I hope eventually the company comes out with a version that doesn't require the bags, even though they are quite convenient when you're on the go. Willow now also has direct competition from a British company called- Okay, so now this is another one they're showing, and this one has the uh, smartphone app also showing next to it. Called LV. They won a Best of Baby Tech Award at CES this year, and it's another wearable, tube-free breast pump. Both the Willow 2.0 and LV Pump will be shipping early this year, and both are priced at $4.99. Okay, so you have to ask yourself this. Put this in perspective to what I've been talking about. It's a wireless, tube-free breast pump that hooks up to a smartphone app. Okay, do you see what they're doing, folks? They're selling you convenience. It's perceived convenience in trade for uh, your liberty, your freedom, and your human autonomy. And when I say freedom and liberty, I'm not talking about that you get more freedom or liberty because you have a hands-free breast pump now. I'm talking about you're giving up your freedom and your liberty because you're giving your data to someone else by wearing these around and connecting it up to a smart device. Everything that you're doing, you're contributing to them. And as Elon Musk has said, you're just a node in the system. And every interaction we have with technology, we are helping them build the AI hive mind and this technological, technocratic prison planet. So it may seem convenient You may seem like you're going to gain some freedom because you can walk around your house now with these on while you're pumping milk, but everything that you are doing is being tracked and recorded, so you've actually given away freedom and liberty, 
All right? Do you understand that, folks? Think on that. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to pain.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. Folks, you can join us over at pain.tv slash gold, get access to the ad-free video version of this podcast, and then you'll be able to see all these videos and clips and articles that I use in the shows. Or you can just poke around on YouTube and find these things for yourself but for a few dollars a month you could join us at pain.tv slash gold and soon folks it, it may seem like a lot we're 44 episodes in i think but that's only about a a month and a half's worth of work so i'm just still getting the flow down to the show my processes is here on how i do my research and put the shows together but once i streamline that we're going to be doing a lot more stuff over at pain.tv slash gold all right let's jump into the next product this is the four moms um it's called Mamaru Sleep Bassinet, okay? So instead of having the old-fashioned cradle, and we got a beautiful one, folks, from Facebook Marketplace. I got an old cherry wood um, cradle from a gentleman who had built it for his first child 40 years ago. And so I bought it off him and his wife. It is gorgeous. It's handmade. And then we've got a... Uh, a pad to put inside so we're going old school folks it's nice you use your hand to rock it back and forth you know get intimate with your child folks come on take part in rocking them back and forth you don't need one of these let's watch this creepy piece of technology we're here at pet pop and we're showcasing our newest product the momaroo sleep bassinet um, we're really excited about it. It's kind of an evolution of our most popular product, which is the Mamaru Infant Seat. So the Mamaru Infant Seat has been around for 10 years and it moves like you do. When we created it, we actually put sensor vests on new parents and watched as they comforted and soothed their baby. Okay, so they're showing this, uh, the technology that she mentioned that was their most popular seller. And it's a little seat. It actually seriously looks like the synthetic womb that we showed you the robot nanny but without the top like the glass dome and so it's a base with like a half of a pod on it and the baby sits in there and it's moving and like jiggling around all right <laughs> let's continue and we were able to mimic those motions into five unique motions and so we've taken those proven motions and put them in a safe sleep solution so this right here is for overnight sleep so there's still five unique motions here, five sounds. We have a vibration mode, four built-in white noises. Okay, so they're showing the uh, control pad on this device. And, you know, they have white noises built in, different patterns of the direction it could jiggle your baby in and everything. All right, let's continue. And both of them are Bluetooth enabled. So you can All right, so now you take the sleep bassinet the cradle and then you take the baby basket one and 
Bluetooth enabled. They're hooked up to an app. You control them from the app. So once again, folks, all the information, everything that you're doing, the entire interaction is being recorded. So if they're creating a digital footprint on your child, uh, all of that information is being collected. And then on the other side, because there's always upload, download, input, output, they could be sending things to your child through the night, uh, white noise, you know, movements and stuff you didn't select. You don't know what they're actually doing. All right, let's continue. Download the 4Moms app and control all of the motions right from your phone. So the mobile is an accessory. The mobile is actually new as well. It will be available in April. And so it's moving. It has um, different textures. That will retail for 49 Yeah, this looks like your child is sitting inside of a produce scale or a scale that you'd weigh like seafood in. And so it's next to your bed. It's pretty creepy. It looks like something out of the Jetsons. And so once again, you have people that don't want to rock their baby the old-fashioned way or jiggle the cradle like we're going to do. And so they go for this. And again, everything that you're doing is being recorded on this because it's connected to Bluetooth. And they can also pump things into this in various ways. Nine ninety nine, And the Mommer's Sleep Astonet will retail for three twenty nine ninety nine. What we found is this is really kind of the fourth trimester. So when babies are in the womb, they're used to be walking around with you. They're used to that constant motion and it's very comforting to them. And so we were able to kind of extend that, right? So they're sleeping in your womb and now they have uh, motion while they're asleep as well. You can use the mom or sleep bassinet up to 25 pounds or until your baby can push up on their hands and knees. Okay, and I would just bring up something. So they also have the uh, Smart Mobile that's at the top of that as well. I'm not going to get into that stuff, although there's someone I believe we're going to look at shortly that mentions uh, something like that. But just remember, folks, uh, at the same time now, you're training your child at a young age to be moving and rocking around like they're in a sailboat. Uh, while they're sleeping so what happens now when they're two three years old are they going to need a bed that's a smart bed that hooks up and it moves and for the rest of their life they're going to need a bed like that well i don't know they're probably going to be sitting in a smart chair that rocks them around when their ar goggles are on and they're living inside of the metaverse again folks input output they can push things into these devices they can take information out everything is being tracked i would say personally Stay away from this stuff. That's what we're doing. All right, let's take a look at the next one. This is the Lollipop Smart Baby Monitor. I mentioned baby monitors earlier. Let's take a look at this one. Every parent wants to create the best possible environment for their baby. That's not creepy. It reminds you of the voice you'd hear in the grocery store. Ladies and gentlemen, COVID Land, the high school theater production is happening right now. Please stay six feet away from each other. Please only walk down the aisles based on the dotted lines and stand on the targets when you are in line. Please keep your mask on. We are saving everyone. We all love each other and we can do this together. Let's continue. Wants to create the best possible environment for their baby. A baby's every move, every gesture, tugs at its parents' hearts. Playing to the human emotions. Is my baby hungry? Why is my baby crying? How can busy parents really know? 
We would all love to keep our eyes on our babies 24-7 if possible. Okay, so now they're showing two parents in a kitchen uh, smiling as they look at the phone. I don't know. That could be any pharmaceutical ad, to be honest. But no, they're looking and they're smiling, you know, checking on their kids, spying on them with their uh, baby version of the Amazon ring. Hold on one second. Let's continue. And give them what they want right away to satisfy their needs. All that is possible now with a special helper. The lollipop baby cam. Okay, okay. So now they're showing the baby's crib, and attached to it is a Wi-Fi camera. Now, folks, I've seen several, several versions of these while I was doing research and pulling these clips for the show. Uh, there's ones where there's six cameras, ten cameras, cameras hidden inside of the teddy bears. I mean, so many iterations of this, but I wanted to show you this one because it was the creepiest with this woman's voice. All right, let's continue. The Lollipop Baby Cam is a truly intelligent and user-friendly baby monitor. It records your baby's every move and works perfectly with your smartphone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Truman Show. So they show this camera and it's got a flexible stick on the bottom and it's kind of curled around the edge of the crib. And then it's it's basically like a webcam. And so now they're going to show you, you can monitor everything your baby's doing through the iPhone. Meaning what, folks? Everything being watched and heard by the camera is being sent to the cloud and that information is controlled by at the very least the creators lollipop also features a unique crying recognition system a unique crying recognition system do you understand this a unique crying recognition system so they know your baby's cry now the system will notify you with push video immediately only when your baby cries, not due to the ambient sound. In addition, you can connect your smartphone to the baby cam to upload real-time images and pass them to other family members. Oh yeah, this is the Truman Show. It's like even the Truman Show music. Remember that movie with Jim Carrey where uh, he grew up as a child? inside of a fake world and he was just part of a reality show called the truman show oh yeah folks we are here welcome to the fourth industrial revolution let's continue the lollipop also supports uploading pictures and videos to facebook or other social media so you can share your baby's cutest looks with your friends at any time you can also use the lollipop to play music to the baby through your phone. See, okay, so there you go. I was going to get to that point. So now you can push audio so the camera has a speaker in it, right, so that it can push audio to it like the Amazon Ring, meaning the fact that it's hooked up to the Internet, it is smart. Anyone anywhere can push audio to your child just like the bassinet just like the baby rocker we looked at oh they can push information out to them and this is why i'm bringing this up because the dr charles morgan the third technology where they're saying that they can train you basically manipulate you in your sleep
You can even snapshot your baby's lively and lovely face during their growing. And then produce a video showing your baby grow over a certain period of time. You see this, folks? It's all tugging at the heartstrings. It is all about selling you perceived convenience, right, in trade for not just your personal freedom and liberty and human autonomy at this point, but your child's. You are selling your child's freedom and liberty, building a digital footprint on them at all times. It's always uploading to the cloud, folks, always uploading to the cloud, And you're doing this. It might seem cute. It might seem great. But your kid is now becoming part of a real-life reality show. A better way to make sure you never miss a moment in your baby's life. To help you keep tabs on your baby's environment, the Lollipop has sensors that monitor the temperature, relative humidity, and air quality of your baby's surroundings. You just hear that? It it measures the temperature, the humidity, the air quality. So now this is a smart device that's actually measuring everything inside of the room, folks. We just featured, what was that, uh, 10 episodes ago? XL, the energy company that's using the smart thermostats and they turn people's air conditioning off while it was hot out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, folks, don't get tricked into this stuff, I'm telling you. I mean, you make the choice at the end of the day. I'm just here to warn you about what's out there. It not only shares the hard work of rearing a young child with parents, but improving their quality of life. The Lollipop Baby Monitor is your best choice. It creates a safer place and helps to watch your baby day and night. It helps to watch your baby day and night all of the time. We are always watching. That's what it should be called, lollipop. We are always watching. Why? Because we love you. Oh, folks, was that not creepy or what? When we get back, I need to show you the craziest of all. This is the Owlette Dream Sock Baby Monitor, folks. You wouldn't believe what folks are giving up to the technocratic transhumanists. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, folks, this is Dustin Gold right here with the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks. All right, folks. We are reviewing several pieces of smart technology aimed at moms and dads to make their life more convenient and to give them better quality of life only by allowing the technocrats and transhumanists to have two-way communication with your child, which every one of these devices does, folks. Every one of these devices that hooks up to the internet via Bluetooth connected to your smartphone 
or your smart device or your computer or whatever it may be, folks. They have two-way communication with your child. And they have the ability to control the audio, to control the video. They have the ability to change the way your baby rocks and moves and the sounds that it hears. Isn't it so soothing to know that uh, Christoph, Christoph was the character that Ed Harris played in the Truman Show. He was the director and the producer who took Truman away from his mother and then had him grow up inside of what is now known as a smart city, folks. Truman was the only one who did not know that he was living inside of the reality show, the 24-7, 365 reality show. And maybe at the opening of the next episode, I will show you a clip from the Truman Show because then all of this will make more sense to you. But I hope you are understanding why I'm showing this to you, that you appreciate the fact that we are doing sort of product reviews in opposite of the way the product reviews work. I am not trying to sell you on this technology. I am trying to push you away from this technology. If I ever find any good products, analog products that I believe in, stuff that we're buying, then I'd be happy to share those with you and say, hey, this one is not connected to the Internet of Things. This would probably be a good choice. All right, let's take a look at the Owlet Dream Sock. And I have two videos on this. I want to show you both. One is a review so you understand the tech. And then the second is a piece by CNBC where you're going to see some of the scientists talking about the data they actually collect. Hey guys, Andrew here with Dadverb. So in this video, we're gonna be reviewing the Owlet Dream Sock and cover everything that you need to know and see how it differs from their original smart sock. Okay, so this guy is, uh, he has a YouTube channel and he pushes a lot of these gadgets, these smart gadgets for children and it's all from a dad's perspective. That's how he's carved out his uh, niche on YouTube. All right, so let's just continue with this review. So out of the box, we're looking at the sock and sensor, uh, base station, power adapter, power cable, and uh, larger size socks. So the original Owlet Smart Sock was an innovative piece of wearable tech known for delivering. An innovative piece of wearable tech. Now, what did you guys learn on this show? I spent a lot of time on this, folks. The internet of bodies and how were they going to attach humans to the internet via the internet of bodies at first it wasn't the brain chip inside the head it was wearable devices and that is why i recommended to you that you take off the iWatch, you throw away the fitbit but now they want to strap this on a baby ladies and gentlemen on a baby it's a sock a wearable sock real-time heart rate and oxygen vitals on your baby and well real-time heart rate and vitals on your baby, folks, you're giving this information to the mad scientists. You're literally plugging your child into the internet. All right, let's continue. It was really popular with a lot of parents, in particular parents of, of preemies. Uh, it came under fire by the FDA, which I previously made you know, a whole video on. Uh, and Owlet pulled their smart sock from shelves. But they'd already been planning their dream sock, and it didn't take them long to pivot and switch to this guy right here. This is the Dream Sock. So, what are the differences? On the surface, the Dream Sock looks exactly the same as the third generation of the Smart Sock. It seems to mimic the dual Velcro design with one strap looping around the ankle and securing itself on the other side to keep a tight fit. Uh, the sensor is also Velcroed on and can easily be removed and charged in the base station, which also looks exactly the same. 
Okay, so there's a basically a little station. You drop the device in there, it charges it, and it looks like, say, uh, sort of like a compression sock for people with maybe arthritis or something like that. All right, it looks kind of like a, a brace that you would wear around your ankle if you twisted your ankle. But where it differs is the smart sock had features notifying users based on heart rate and oxygen levels that fall outside of preset values. The Dream Sock no longer sends notifications based on that. And asking the brand myself, they positioned the Dream Sock as, quote, a sleep solution that uses a variety of sleep quality indicators, such as movement, heart rate, oxygen level, wakings, etc., to determine your child's sleep state and sleep quality and prompt you if your child is uncomfortable or needs your assistance to sleep more sound. Okay, so pause that, folks. Here's the point of this. This company regardless of the uh, FDA you know, complaint and them having to change some of the specifics. You can look into that. I don't want to waste a lot of time with that. Uh, it was more politics. But anyway, it's tracking movement, heart rate, oxygen level, wakings. So, it, so they're telling you, this is the convenience they're selling to you, that it can determine your child's sleep state and sleep quality and prompt you if your child is uncomfortable or needs your assistance. But you are giving up all of this data on your child. All of the data on your child. Okay? You're giving to them as they collect the information. All right, let's continue. The sock is still able to read those vitals, but they use them as indicators of sleep state and sleep quality. When the sock is on and you open their new dream app, you'll be able to see those indicators right here along with current movement patterns and how many wakings have been reported. Uh, okay, so they're showing the app now. It's like you're looking at a, like you're a doctor uh, looking at a, a screen in the, in the hospital with the vitals on your patient. This is what you're doing to your kid. And at the top is a restfulness bar, which visually sums up everything the sock is tracking. Rather than showing you second by second oxygen levels, it's now only showing you a 10 minute historical average of oxygen. Now, a common question is if oxygen levels get low, will it still alert you as it did before with the smart sock? Technically, yes, but the alert would be for poor sleep quality, not low oxygen. Because it's a metric being tracked in their multifactorial sleep algorithm, if it's abnormally low, it'll report that you know sleep quality is suboptimal and it's going to trigger a lavender alert on your base station. Okay, but you hear how complicated this thing is? It's like a medical device and you're strapping it to your kid's foot. Even this guy who reviews a lot of products is having trouble talking about it. I'm sitting here trying to understand it. I don't want to go too into depth and turn this into 15 episodes on the smart sock, but you do understand what's going on here. You're strapping this thing to your kid's foot and it's monitoring all these uh, vitals, sending it to a smartphone. And this stuff is going back to the company that actually created it and owns it. And your phone. Will it take 10 minutes to alert because it's reporting a 10 minute oxygen average? No, it'll be instantaneous. Looking at the other base station alerts, we most commonly get the yellow alert, uh, which means that the sock kind of like came loose or something. Normally, you just kind of tap the base station, reset the, the sock and uh, it'll be good to go. But for whatever reason, we still keep getting these alerts, uh, no matter how many times I press the base station. So what I have to do is just put the sock on the charging pad for a beat and then pull it back off and that's a good reset. I don't know why that keeps happening, but that's just something that we've noticed. 
Now on that note, the sensor can hold a charge for up to 18 hours, but you'll need to make it a habit of charging it on the base station daily. Moving on, let's explore the app and see what they've added below the sleep indicators. And uh, we're gonna keep letting this play. There's only another minute left, but I'm gonna keep letting this play. I wanna show you another clip on this, but this is important because I think you need to see you know, what, what goes into this device that they're talking you into buying and strapping onto your child's foot. I mean, the stuff that it's monitoring and the information that you're sharing with, uh, with these technocratic transhumanist folks. I mean, this is Internet of Bodies. This is fourth industrial revolution technology. Is a summary of your baby's sleep for the night. And below that is the status of all of your equipment. In the history tab, you can go day by day to review your baby's sleep patterns. And as of now, there are no subscription fees uh, for this, like you may see with Nanit. Uh, while you can use the calendar to jump around, I think it would be helpful to have the option of an aggregated view of sleep bars like we've seen with the Miku Pro. In the guide tab, they'll have general tips for you based on your baby's age to stay informed. Uh, and lastly is their Dream Lab tab, which will actually be sunsetting on August 31st, 2022. It was a short-lived feature that was kind of like an in-app sleep coaching type thing. Uh, but according to Outlet, uh, it will be replaced with a new feature called Predictive Sleep. Uh, predictive sleep okay so now they're putting this thing on your kid now they're going to train you on predictive sleeping folks i mean does this not sound like a product that charles morgan iii would have developed himself in cooperation with darpa and the central intelligence agency i mean come on folks all right let's finish this up which tells you exactly when to put your little one down so I don't, we'll see how that kind of shakes out down the line while the sock is a star outlet does offer the connected monitor to see your baby as well in the past i hated it i i've said that a couple times i thought the, uh, the connection was pretty bad but on this go i've actually been pretty happy with it it's a fixed camera and seems to load fast delivers a decent image overall it's, it's not as clean as like cubo ai uh but you know it's it's fine uh, it has two-way talk and you have the option to toggle uh background audio monitoring as well i'd say overall you know it's surprisingly good i guess but uh let me know what your experience has been to round it out, let's head on one final question. What about the old smart socks? Are they bricked? Can you still use them? According to Outlet, older users do have the option to convert their smart socks into dream socks. Unfortunately, I haven't done this myself yet, uh, but I do have a link below that sheds a little bit more light on the process. Okay, folks, so as you can see, this gentleman here, and uh, there's another video I'm going to show, but this gentleman here is a pimp for the Fourth Industrial Revolution. I don't believe he necessarily knows that, but he loves the gadgets. He sells the gadgets. He pushes the gadgets. And so, uh, as you can see, there's a lot of dangerous tech out there, a lot of Fourth Industrial tech aimed at your child. And there are hundreds of products. I'm just showing you a quick overview. Let me show you this one more video so we can end on this, but this is the... Uh, outlet baby sock but i want to show you the uh, story that came out from cnbc and how they're pimping it and you can hear a little bit from the people that are behind it let's continue he was born a little over three weeks early and had to go into the NICU for breathing issues when he was born. But when we left the hospital, they said things should be fine. And I was just holding him watching TV and I looked down and he was not breathing. His head was kind of cocked to the side and his arms and legs were really limp and he wouldn't move. I 
Okay, so again, this is a humanization, normalization uh, piece to this. It's something where you say, thank God for the sock or this poor kid Grayson uh, would have died. Okay, I mean, again, I'm not a heartless person. I'm just telling you how propaganda works. All right, you need to understand this. So you'll say, oh, thank God for this company. Thank God for their product. It saved this kid's life. But in reality, folks, we know what this is all about. All right, let's continue. And turned him, laid him down and started pushing on his chest. And finally, I got him to open his eyes and, and become alert again. And I needed some peace of mind to be able to sleep at night and make sure that he was going to be okay if I fell asleep. So it says she ended up buying an outlet, an outlet baby monitor for $250. And it shows them putting the sock on the baby. And it says it, it's a smart sock that uses the same pulse uh oximetry technology used in hospitals okay so that's what we just reviewed in the video dock on at night you just slip it on over their foot and it monitors their heart rate and oxygen levels it sends all of that information to a okay so this is kurt workman the uh outlet ceo and co-founder i'll write that down because i'd like to give this gentleman a quick google he is very young, seemingly young, maybe in his 20s, early 30s. Base station that you have on your nightstand, and that base station will glow different colors based on how baby's doing. If something's wrong, if the heart rate or oxygen is low, it sounds an audible alarm and glows red so you can go check on baby. And then all of that information is sent through our base station to the cloud so you can see everything on your smartphones. Okay, see that? So this sock works with the uh, station, the charger, and then that information uh, goes up to the cloud, right? So that's connected to Wi-Fi. And that information is then beamed back to your phone. So everything is being stored in the cloud. It says right here, the alarm has already gone off four times for Grayson. Let's see what happens. I was sleeping when the alarm went off. I was thankful that I had the products because it was hard to get him to wake up right away. When the alarm went off, I had to shake him a little bit to get him to kind of open his eyes and to get that startle reflex to sink in and know that he was okay. It says 3,500 babies died of SIDS last year in the United States. That is sudden infant death syndrome. And Maria Albanese has talked about this. Now we have sad, sudden adult death syndrome. So 3,500 babies died of SIDS last year. You're supposed to believe that these technocratic transhumanists, these scientists and engineers are spending billions of dollars to put into the research to build products like this because they care about the 3,500 babies. You know that is not true. Okay, let's continue. So we can't promise to prevent SIDS right now. It's, a, it's an unknown issue, but that is one of the things that we believe, you know, notifying parents when something's wrong maybe can help. And then we're also collecting more data every night than has ever been collected on infant health. Every two. We are collecting, this is the CEO here, Kurt Workman. We are collecting more data on babies every night than has ever been done. See this, folks? I told you. They are monitoring your child. This data is not just going to your phone. It is being collected, analyzed, and where is the information going? God only knows, folks. God only knows. Let's finish this up and uh, get out of here for the day. Seconds, we collect information about baby's health, about their heart rate and their oxygen levels, and that all gets stored on our cloud. 
Okay, so he's admitting they're collecting your baby's oxygen levels, all their vitals, and it's being stored on their cloud. And parents are able to opt in to share that information with researchers and try and understand more about what's normal for a baby in the home and what's not. Okay, so you're able to opt in. We're not going to get in this today, but that's bogus. Everything is going up to the cloud. Now, it may not be technically tagged specifically to you or your baby, but the information is all being shared into the cloud, folks. And so they've got all this. And if anyone ever wanted to pinpoint it to your baby, if people ever wanted to make the claim the government did that you abuse your child or something, or you're not taking care of your child because you don't have the sock on them, trust me, they can pin that to you. It says outlet has sold uh, 40,000 units since it launched in October. And this They've is a couple years old. We've had 26 families now that Outlet has been able to, to actually alert for in life-threatening situations. For example, one mom was breastfeeding and she fell asleep and rolled over on top of her baby. And Outlet was able to alert and wake her up and she was able to check on baby and make sure baby was starting to breathe again. 80% of our customers are first-time parents or parents with healthy newborns that just want that extra peace of mind. With each of my kids, I never slept very well. I would get up every couple hours to make sure they were okay, especially the first few months. There's definitely a peace of mind with the Outlet products. Like when I put his little sock on, I know he's gonna be okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm going to end that there. I'm going to end that there, but we're going to open the next show with a clip from Kristoff, played by the actor Ed Harris on The Truman Show. And you're going to see how all this stuff ties right in to a movie that came out over 20 years ago. Once again, a piece of predictive programming to get everyone ready for this wonderful technology that these technocratic transhumanists are selling to us. I'd like to end by just saying this folks you listen to charles morgan the third the former cia intelligence officer and the current madman scientist who looks at all these technologies that are out there and he makes the government aware of what is available to them and how they could use them to their benefit in both offensive and defensive purposes folks he talked about the ability to hack the human mind he talked about the ability to control the human mind he talked about the ability to brainwash people. He talked about how to brainwash people in their sleep. As Dr. Charles Morgan said, if you change the past, you can change human behavior. And now you see over the last few years, all of these technologies, all of these smart devices, these Internet of Things, these Internet of Bodies devices being rolled out by the scientists and engineers in the technocratic community, those who wish to merge man with machine. Those who are on board with the force industrial revolution. You see them rolling them out and trying to convince unsuspecting parents to turn their baby's room into a miniature smart city where they can push in input and take out output where they can monitor your child they will get the vitals the temperature of the room they will be able to transmit sounds to your child watch videos of your child your child is turning into truman on the truman show ladies and gentlemen do you want to help feed the system or do you want to truly live one foot out of the matrix? And if you want to live one foot out of the matrix, then don't put that outlet smart sock on that foot 
or on your child's. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 